last um, message here in our series called Channels. When we think about channels, we think about the TV, right? You know, we pull out the remote control, and the day and age we live, we have hundreds of channels that we can click to, right? So a little pop quiz here. If you're into sports, what channel do you turn to? Yeah, I've never been on that channel, but you know. <laughs> um, and if you're into news, now this is where it might get controversial, but. Yeah, okay, okay. We'll keep it safe here. Um, and then, is there any brave souls to confess that maybe you've ever turned to the channel where it's like got romance and maybe a little predictable and guy meets girl? Yes, yes, that one is a popular one at our house, especially during the holidays. Um, but we have many channels that we could turn to to watch, right? But what if I told you there's two channels that if you turn to, change your life? These channels, you would never get bored. You never want to change a channel. I'll get back to those channels. I want to tell you guys about a funny story that happened to me um, in my relationship with my husband. And if y'all didn't catch it, I am married to Pastor Jimmy Nyman. I grew up in the church. I was, a, you know, grew up as a little girl knowing Jesus, singing to him, having a relationship with him. And then God brought along this man who just met the Lord, was on fire, everything was new and fresh, and we didn't really know each other well, and so a little bit of our backstory is we got engaged. So I moved to Texas, and here it was a time of engagement, but really even just a time of getting to know each other. And we would be in the car, and we'd be sitting there, you know, holding our hands, and, and every Every conversation, it felt like he'd be like, yeah, God told me this today, and God said this and spoke to me. And inside my heart, so this a little confession, he probably kind of knows this already. I was still getting to know the man, and, you know, he was still kind of coming out of the world, and so he'd exaggerate every once in a while, or, you know, maybe put a little fluff on, you know, some conversations. So to be honest with you, sometimes I'd be like, really? You know, just kind of inside. I would never speak it. I was just like, mm-hmm, God speaks to you all the time like that. But then other times he'd be talking, and I'd have another response rise up in my heart. I'm like, I don't know that I hear God like the way he keeps talking about hearing God. And so I'd just kind of, you know, ponder and be like, are we, are we talking to the same? Are we serving the same God? Because, he, boy, he sure seems to be, you know, um, in conversation with you much more than he is in conversation with me. And so I was just wrestling with this. So it wasn't until a little bit later we got married. And finally, I got brave enough that I looked at him one day and I said, you know, I don't even know that I hear God. I hear you talk about hearing him and his voice and you get these pictures, you get all these things, but I just don't know that I hear God like you do. So being the good Marine husband that I married, um, he decided to take me on a little exercise to hear God. So we lived in Quarryville, Pennsylvania at the time. And he said, okay, we're going to go out to this park. And he was like, Lydia, I'm going to stand up here. It was kind of at the top of the hill, and there was like a, you know, ballpark. And um, he was like, I want you to go take a walk with God, and don't come back till you hear from him. <laughs> I was like, all right, babe. But actually, I went away more like this. I'm so scared. Nothing's going to happen. What am I going to do? And when do I get to get back to my husband? You know, because I was like, this could be a long day. And so I just, I basically probably spent the whole time walking around that park just bawling my eyes out going, can I hear you, God? Is that possible? And so I came back to Jimmy with tears running down my face. I didn't hear nothing. 
And he was like, oh, honey. He just patted me on the back. He's like, it's okay. But it was the start of me saying, okay, but I want to hear God. And, and I share that story because here we're at the end of the series, and you may still feel like I did. In that time of just sitting in the car going, what are they all talking about? I mean, sounds really cool. Sounds like, man, they've all got this kind of inside relationship that I don't have a clue about. But this, this relationship in hearing God, it's for all of us. So remember I said that the two channels that would change your life? Well, I want to tell you the first channel that I think we should all tune into and grasp and understand and dial into is the fact that God hears you. And you may be saying, but Lydia, I thought this, this series is about us hearing God. And I felt like it was so much more foundational for you guys to know that he hears you because that's how important you are to him and how much he loves you and he cares about you. And so yes, you need to believe that God hears you because just like any kind of relationship, I don't know that I would even wanna hear from someone if I didn't think they would take a moment to hear my heart. You know, think about any marriage, any friendship. Does it really go well if it's just a one way, you know? They just talk, talk, talk. Maybe we've all had that kind of friend that you're like, would you just stop? Listen, hear my heart. But that's who God is, man. He, the God of the universe, this one that fascinates us, stops and listens to us and hears us. You know, I love when I get little touches of care from my children. You know, they've heard my stories of like things that I enjoy or like and I grew up in the city and so you know how it is as a kid back in the days when it was a little safe to send your little seven-year-old off to the you know, convenience store. But I remember I have change in my pocket and I'd be ready to go into that little convenience store and I'd spend all this time looking at all the different candy that I was gonna pick. And because of the way my personality is, I was like, I wanna get the most for my money. So I had a few things that I thought I was getting a lot of. It was like cichlids, because I was like, all these little, you know, little candy that's like luminums, um, there's a bunch of them. Or my other thing was this, this taffy called mamba. And so, because it's like four packages, and within those four, there's a bunch of little pieces of candy. Well, I've shared this story of like what my favorite candies are to my kids. And they've heard me, and every once in a while, they'll just bless me with a little mamba on the coffee table or whatever. And you know what does in my heart? I'm like, oh. They, they know me, they hear me. And um, just little ways like that is our relationship with God, that he hears us. And I know for me, like the way that he's touched me to go, really, is that there's been times that I, I remember one time I was just getting dressed and I was like, well, I don't really need it, but boy, it sure would be nice to have a white shirt. Just a thought, just a thought that hit my, I, you know, before you know it, I had someone give me a bag of clothes and I'm pulling out the clothes, there's a white shirt. And I just looked at him and I was like, God, Wow, you hear me. That's who you are. You hear me. And I'll tell you, I love this passage from Psalms 139, two through four. This is about God. It says, you perceive every movement of my heart and soul, and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book and you know all the words that I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. That's powerful, y'all. I dare you just look that up and be, really? Wow. I had this happen that one day I was a couple years into marriage and I was making our bed and, and we lived in an apartment. It was just a little small metal frame that our bed was on and as I was making it, I tell you, I don't even know if the words came out of my mouth. It was more just a thought. But as I was making my bed, I just had this thought of like, you know, I don't really need any 
any bed frame, but boy, if I could have a four-poster bed, I think that'd be so romantic. Just a thought, just a, a thing that bubbled up in my heart. Guess what? I don't know if it was later that day or later that week, my husband calls me, he'd been working for a furniture company and they often would go and deliver furniture and so sometimes people would have furniture they'd try and get rid of. My husband calls me, he goes, hey, I don't know if you'd be interested in this, but this, this couple wants to get rid of a four-poster wood bed frame. That's who he is. That even the thoughts and the movements of our heart, he's so in tune with. And so sometimes when we talk about hearing God, we can start this striving thing of like, oh, you know, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta be able to hear. And I'm like, before you even start there, just tune in the channel. Guess what? He hears you. And I want you to believe that. I want you to believe that the God who made you, he hears you. But this other channel that is gonna change your life, that you wanna dial into, is believing that he wants to speak to you. We've been sharing from the, the scripture because it's such a solid one. Ten, John 10, 27, it says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. So that's why I feel like it's really tied together. I want you to know that he knows you, but also because he knows you, he wants to make himself known to you by his voice. He wants you to be able to hear him. So as I wrestled with like, I don't know that I hear God, I began to say, okay, I'm going to dial into this channel. I'm going to begin to tune in. And it meant that it, that it meant I needed to tune out some other channels. I needed to actually just literally turn off some other channels in my life. And so this is a challenge I present to you, that if you're one of those that you're like, I'm not sure that I hear God's voice. I'm not sure that I understand communication from him, is that you might just need to turn off some other channels. And so I said, I had some people around me that I was watching their lives, and they would, they would give me questions like, hey, you know, have you, have you read God's word? I mean, you know. I was like, I had all my excuses. I'm busy, babies. I'm up all in the night. And they would just be like, let's talk about, like, you have moments to do this. You have moments to do that. Why not? Like, start to read God's word. So I was like, okay. So I was like, I'm going to discipline myself. I was like, okay, Lord. It's just a little talk with God. I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm an avid reader. I'm one of those people that would choose to read any day over watching or do anything else. And so I said, okay, Lord, I'm not going to read any more books. Only I'm going to read to the degree that I read the Word. So if I read, you know, 30 minutes of a good um, in the Word, then I can read 30 minutes of my book. I thought this was a, a win-win, you know, a deal with God. So guess what? A couple months, a couple months went by. I probably did zip, zilch, no reading. So then I finally was like, all right. The whole point of giving myself this, like, you can read here, if you read here, I was like, I just got to start somewhere. And so I was doing a Bible study, and they talked about, if you don't know where to start in the Word of God, they said, just start with reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I began to read, and all of a sudden, man, we talk about that fascinate, I began to go, man, God loves me. Look what he did for me. And I just began to um, just ingest his word, and it, it began to actually be nourishment to me, and it was powerful, and it was just changing my, my thought patterns. It was changing my life. And so I had to remove the clutter. And as I removed the clutter, because I was one of those people growing up, you know, I pretty much watched some TV before going to bed, and then that night when I put my head on the pillow, usually my dream life was just a jumble of all the different things that I watched or heard or thought about in the day. But as I began to turn the channels and the clutter, my dream life became 
alive and I don't know how to explain it, but then I would, I would wake up remembering things and, and, and feeling like the Lord was communicating things to my heart and I was like, wow, this is really cool when I turn into your channel and I turn off all the others. And then I began to read stories and testimonies of people. There's a gentleman named Lauren Cunningham who wrote a, a book called, Is That Really You, God? And I sat down and read it with my kids. And we began to see person after person in the different books that we would read about people hearing God that we were like, it began the most adventurous steps of their life ever was when they began to hear God's voice. So the hunger began, began and continued to grow for me. So then I was like, okay, Lord, I believe that you speak, but what are all the different ways you want to communicate? And so I thought I would just give you all um, probably some good humor of different ways that I began to recognize the communication from the Lord, that I began to, to see how God was speaking to me. And all, all along he had been speaking to me, but because maybe the way he communicated to me was a little bit different than to my, my husband or to my friends, that, you know, just like we talk about, it's not wise to, um, to really compare ourselves. I would say it's the same in the spirit realm, that the God who made us is so unique that he knows how to speak to each of us, and he knows how to speak our language. And so there are so many ways that he speaks. So one of the ways that I experienced, one of those first times I talked about an enlivening to my dream life, was we were a part of a small group, my husband and I, and um, who went to our church, and um, we, in our, in our small group, we had this couple that everyone would probably agree with you that they just, they were Ken and Barbie. They just, they, were, they looked perfect, I hate to say it. You know, none of us probably um, feel like, you know, we can measure up to others, but this, this couple was an attractive couple, and very kind, very sweet, um, but they were part of our small group. Well, one night we were at one of the church services um, at church, and my husband and I were doing children's ministry. He was in one classroom, I was in another, and we came home from church. We didn't really talk to each other that night, um, but then I went to bed, and as I was sleeping, I had this dream that it was just, it was very vibrant, and it, it just, it was like, you know, almost like when someone takes a pause, it was a little bit slower time frame, and that's what got my attention, that I was like, I think God might try to communicate to me. And in our small group, so my dream was me and my husband in our small group, and we were just sitting in a circle, because you know how like sometimes you just sit your chairs around your living room and you'll be looking at each other. And as I was in our little small group, it was kind of like I was back watching all of us in our small group. And someone was talking, I think, and I remember looking around the room and everyone in small group was looking at the person that was talking, except for my husband. And instead, his eyes were overviewed on, remember the Ken and Barbie that I told you about? The Barbie girl, and a part of her body was accentuated in the dream, which was, um, you know when you do cartoon figuration, it was a little more extra accentuated than it normally would be. And um, so it caught my attention, to say the least, and I was like, hmm, everybody in small group is looking at the speaker except my husband. His eyes are over here on this chick. And so, you know, I'm still new at this hearing God stuff. So I wake up, I'm in the living room, and um, at that time, um, I just, our living room was here and our kitchen was over there, like you had to kind of go into it, so I can't really see the person that's out in the kitchen. And so I think I was either rocking the baby or sitting there, and my husband was out making coffee. And so, you know, me, I'm just like, I'm testing out this hearing God stuff. So I was like, hey, honey, yeah, was so-and-so at church last night with you in children's ministry? Yeah. So then I thought I'd do the girl thing, you know, kind of quiz him. I was like, 
what was she wearing? Don't ask me why I asked that question. That was a dumb question. But I was just like, what was she wearing? And he was like, he knew the answer. So then I was like, ding, 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 ding. I think, I think my dream was from God. And so um, by that time, his attention was caught. And he, he reached around his head around the, and he was like, why do you ask? And so then I proceeded to tell him my dream. Now listen, one of the things that I want to guard all of us from is sometimes we can get so caught on, I just want to hear God so that I am, I'm this person that hears from God. And we make it about us. And so I want you to know that God, whenever he speaks, it's about growing, growing closer with him. And it's because he loves people all around us. And so unbeknownst to me, Jimmy recognized that he was struggling a little bit with lust towards this girl. And so he had a conversation with God and he was like, God, will you please forgive me? And God, who loves him, was like, you need, to, you need to talk to your wife. You need to confess to your wife about this. No, no, God, just, you know, me and you, we just had our chat. We're good. God pursued him. God was like, no, I love you enough that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you into the light so you can have victory over this area. Can I tell you, my husband is most victorious because he stepped into the light over and over. And he took that opportunity of God showing him. He's like, I care enough about these little things, just little details of your life, that I'll expose it to your wife who loves you just as much and will pray with you and walk with you. And so it was a powerful experience for me to go, okay, I would have never made up a dream like that. I would have never even orchestrated the way he did. That's just how creative God is. And so I want you to look for the creativity of God speaking to you in your dream life. And I tell people, sometimes we have so much going on in our lives. That's important. Just keep a journal next to your bed. And because sometimes I'll get up in the middle of the night and I'll think, oh, I'll remember that. And then I don't. It's like, so, so take dreams seriously as you're asking and, and asking the Lord to speak to you. So what about like thoughts? Just thoughts that pop up in your head. What about that kind of communication? There are so many good Bible studies that help us practice um, tuning in to this channel of hearing God. And so in this season of my life, I was doing a, a Bible study called Experiencing God by a Baptist preacher named Henry Blackaby. And in there, he said, I want you to be watching for where God is at work. And then he says, just join him. Simple as that. So I'm like coming home from Bible study and I'm like, that's where I'm at, Lord. I just, I wanna be seen where you're at work. And all of a sudden, you know, I had my plan because my husband and I shared a car. So, you know, the days that I took him to work, I only had so much time before I had to then just, you know, get kids down for a nap, then get them back up and drive 45 minutes in traffic to go pick up my husband from work. And so as I'm having my plan of getting home, get lunch, get the, um, get the daughter down for a nap, all of a sudden it pops in my head, you should stop by that Christian bookstore before you um, go home. I just began to argue with that thought of like, well, first of all, that doesn't even make sense. That's not with my schedule. You know, why would I do that? that? That's inconvenient right now. I need to get Jessica home before she gets too tired. And, but I was like, okay, I'm this like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna obey this little thought that popped in my head and I'm gonna see where God's at work. So I pull into this little Christian bookstore on the way home and I felt like, you know, have you ever been on a treasure hunt where you like, you got a clue, but then you got to watch to look for the next clue? Well, that was where I was at. I was like, okay, God, I'm here. I'm at the Christian bookstore. So I walk in just kind of watching, looking, why am I here, you know? And there was a gentleman at the counter and he was asking for, like, it was kind of like a health book for healing type thing. And I just, and this is where you just have to go with sometimes the thoughts and the impressions that you get hit with. And I was like, I think he's seeking something, but he, he doesn't even know where to start. And, and so I think they said they didn't have the book and so he started to walk out. So I just followed the man, you know, the crazy lady. Um, and I walked out and there in his van, was a lady with a handkerchief wrapped around her head. 
I could tell she was fighting sickness, cancer, you name it, whatever it was. And I was like, here I am, your ambassador, God, just trying to see where you're at work and join you because I believe you're speaking to me. And so I walked up to her window. She rolled down the window. I guess I didn't look too scary that she, you know, allowed me to talk to her. And I said, ma'am, I know you don't know me, but I want you to know God loves you enough that he told me to stop here today. Can I pray for you? Just so even, no matter what, that you know God loves you and he sees you and knows what you're walking through. And I got to pray for her and I got back in the car. Remember I said about this channel, you tune in this channel, you'll never be bored. I had the most high that I can experience. You know, I'm not one who's ever done drugs, but I'm just saying I can imagine. Like I got in my car, you know, with my daughter just going, that was fun. And that's what hearing God is meant to be. It's just meant to be fun. It's meant to be enjoyable. It's meant to just partner with him here on this earth and that's what the relationship is all about. You know, I'm, I wondered many times, oh, did she get healed or what impact did that have? I was like, it's not my job to know the result. I just needed to be obedient. And so it was just so fun to just to respond to that thought that he put in my, my head. And sometimes the way God will communicate is just through an impression that is so powerful that you think, you think it's almost like everybody should know it. That's the only way I know how to explain it. Because many times my family has had to tell me, like, why did you think that? Like, that's, no, that's not what we all would have gotten an impression about. And I'd be like, oh, maybe, maybe that is God's communication. Well, so I remember um, this time that I was in the grocery store in line, you know, just, just a mother, housewife, some of the normal activities of the day. Um, I was, you know, in the, count, in the checkout counter. And for some reason, I just happened to look at the, the um, checkout belt, I guess that's what you call it. And I took note of the items that this person was buying. And I don't know why, but I just immediately had this impression of like, that's someone who's struggling like with their, their diet, their health, um, you know, maybe even like anorexia kind of thing. So as soon as I had that thought, and I can't remember what the items were, it was like, you know, I remember maybe some yogurt, some different, I don't remember. But I looked up at the lady as she was checking out and I felt like, man, um, again, I don't know if it was so strong because it, again, it was just the impression that the, that the Lord was speaking to me. But I felt like I saw almost like a spirit of death. I saw in her like she looked like a skeleton with skin on her bones. I don't know if that's what she looked like very much in the natural or if it was, you know, like highlighted all the more because God was showing me like her life was in the balance. And so I'm, I'm looking this, I'm feeling this impression, and I'm like, but once again, to step into the supernatural, we have to fight against our flesh, our natural responses. And so part of me is like, well, what do I say again, Lord? I'm gonna walk up this lane and go, hey, struggling with death? You know, it's like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this, you know? And, and so I was like, okay, God, I need you to, to show me what to do with this. And, and I just got scared, and so I did nothing. Maybe you guys have been there before where maybe you got an impression, you, you were maybe thinking God was speaking something and then you just didn't do anything because it was just a little too, too out there, a little too scary. So I get in my car, man, just so grieved and so heavy in my heart and I was like, God, please forgive me. That was so wrong of me. You know, why didn't I care more about her than about me? And if you're showing me that, you know, even if I am wrong, so what? I should just give it a chance, you know? And so I kind of did one of those repentance, like I might have even said, give me another chance kind of prayers. So where we lived in Richardson, Texas, there was lots of grocery stores on the corners and even near each other. So probably if you lived in the area, you might, you know, visit some of the different grocery stores. So once you know it, I'm in another grocery store getting ready to pay the lady and there I see the lady walking out of the grocery store. I'm like, my second chance. And, but I was like, I, I didn't do it. I didn't follow after her. 
So by that time, okay, the fear of the Lord fell on me heavy. And I was like, God, I repent. You must really care about this lady because I just saw her again. And how often do you see like the same people in a big, you know, Metroplex, like when you're at the grocery store? And so I really sincerely said, God, please, please forgive me. I will, I will speak to this lady. So God being the God of first chance, second chance, that's just who he is. I want you guys to know that. So in, in hearing God, there is no perfection. This is, this is, he loves you enough that he's pursuing you to know how much he cares about you, but then also how much he cares about others around you. And so here, I'm one of those people, remember I told you that I like to get the most for my money. So I was in the grocery store, at the back of the grocery store, where you know sometimes they have those clearance racks that have some of the, you know, produce that might be, or, you know, um, items that are cheaper. Well, there I was at the very back of the grocery store on this little shelf, doing my little scrounge, looking around. All of a sudden, I turn around, and here is the lady walking straight towards me. Well, let me tell you, that was all I needed. I was like, ma'am, this may seem really weird to you, but God sent you to me because he cares about you. And I said, I don't know if you struggle with anorexia, but I believe that there's been a spirit of death that was assigned to try and take your life. Can I just pray that that'll be broken off of you? And the strangest, craziest thing happened. The lady totally was into me praying for her. And then another time she sees me. So this is what's so crazy. I remember this because it stood out to me. Another time she saw me and she'd bake me a pie. And I remember going, Lord, she, her heart was ministered to by this crazy lady back by the back rack that she walked up to. And, you know, and so this hearing God, it can be messy and that's okay. And he's willing to work with us, you know, because he knew I was trying to take baby steps and trying to hear him and try and be obedient. And, and the impressions that he can give us kind of just can feel like they're just you, but I promise you often they are God trying to speak to your heart. And so one of the most powerful encounters I had of this, of him putting a, um, just like a, a gentle pressure and impression on my heart was around seven or eight years old. Um, I, my parents had grown up in, in going to multiple churches, house churches, sometimes no church. You know, they were like, we are the church. And so I kind of grew up with nothing um, very formal as far as church settings. And so I just had this impression of like, I need to get baptized. I don't know if someone spoke about it or what happened, but I told my parents, I was like, I'm getting this impression, I need to get baptized. And my parents were like, okay, honey, okay, we'll do that, you know, wait till we can orchestrate it, we'll go to the beach, because we live in California, and my parents were like, we'll do, you know, authentic, do it at the beach, you know. And, um, and so, but time went on, like at least another year, I think it was to where this impression of like, I need to be obedient. I'm hearing God, I'm feeling God tell me I need to get baptized. And so I happened to be at a public pool with another Christian family that we often did house church with. And we were at the pool and I swam up to my dad and I was like, dad, I need to be baptized. I, I, this is an act of obedience in my relationship with Jesus Christ. And I was like, can we just do it here? You know, I was basically, basically telling my parents, I'm, I'm, I'm done waiting for y'all, I need to obey God. And, and so they just joined in a little circle around me and I got baptized at age nine. And I share that to say that you guys have been hearing the announcements that we've got a baptism coming up. And if you're one of those who said yes to the Lord, and I don't care if it was 20 years ago or just yesterday, that if you're getting that impression 
of like, you know what? It may even make no sense to us. Why this whole like go under, dunk ourselves in the water and, and, and say, you know, no longer our life who lives, but Christ who lives in me. But it's, it's what God asks of us. So it's one of those mysteries of the gospel that we say yes to him and obedience. And so we're gonna allow for even spontaneous, if it's, you know, registration's closed, don't worry. We're gonna make a moment for you at the very end of our baptism time that you can get in line and you can obey. If you've had that impression, if you had the Holy Spirit speaking to you and God putting that impression on you, we want you to get baptized, all right? But that was a powerful experience that I had of God's communication to my heart without any words. It was just like a, I need to do this, you know? And that's sometimes the way that God speaks. God will use even messengers and people to speak to us. Um, throughout the, the Bible, throughout ages, you know, we've heard of angels showing up to communicate. And I find that it's so true that there's a passage, I think it's in Hebrews, it talks about often we can entertain strangers unaware. And when you stop and you think about that, you're like, okay, so it's not like the angels that show up that are glowing and nine foot, you know, and we're all like, whoa. But it means that must sometimes that they must kind of look like us. I don't know, these are mysteries, okay? So I'm just telling you that I do believe though that God will use the realm of angels to minister to us, to communicate God's heart to us. And so when I was 17, I needed um, to travel from uh, Pennsylvania to Dallas, Texas. And at the time, the only thing that I could afford was a Greyhound bus ticket. I don't know if y'all have ever been around the Greyhound bus, you know, um, but uh, it's not the most savory people always. Um, and so here, someone said, oh, I think Carlos is traveling and he could get on the bus with you and, um, you know, maybe you guys could travel down together. Well, guess who Carlos was? Carlos was my six-foot Latino, big old teddy bear. And I just, I, looking back, I say it was my bodyguard that God sent in an angel human form. Um, but Carlos protected me all the way down to Dallas. And I remember even when I got in Dallas, like he just kind of walked away. And I, and I remember even as I was focused on meeting up with my brother-in-law, it wasn't until later that I was like, God, you were communicating your protection you were speaking to me that even you would look out for me when I didn't even realize it. That's awesome ways that God will communicate is even through the angelic. Um, visions and pictures. You know, I don't get too many of these, but God will communicate to you through pictures. I remember one time I was doing the dishes and I just kind of, my heart just got sad as I was thinking about my three miscarriages and my babies that I never got to hold or meet. And all of a sudden, just as I was having that that you know, heavy heart, I, I got this, like, this glimpse real quick of a field and these laughing children, and they were holding their hands and they were dancing, and all of a sudden I was like, whoa, I was like, you just comforted my heart, God, you just spoke to me that they're okay. And so God can communicate through visions and pictures. But I wanna end with one of the most powerful um, times where God spoke to me through the Bible. So remember I talked about like learning to tune into some channels. When I was 15, I was at Dove Westgate, and it was, I think, a, a youth night or a youth retreat, and they were talking about, you know, God wanting to, to spend time with you and speak to you, and at this time, I wasn't secure in that, that God wanted to do that, and so all of a sudden, when they said, okay, we want you all to go spread out and find a spot for 30 minutes to hang out with God, I was like, oh, Lord, this is going to be the longest 30 minutes of my life, and also because I was like... God's not gonna like me. He's not gonna wanna spend time with me. I haven't been in his Bible. I haven't been spending time with him. And I was very aware of my farness from God. And so I thought, how am I gonna 
even feel God, know God, hear God. I was like, no way. But I was like, well, I'm going to have to sit here, so I might as well try something, you know? And so I dare you, just try something. Realize how much God is wanting you and to speak to you. And so I sat down on the floor, and I decided, you know how we can sometimes all, like, go to a Chinese, you know, restaurant, and we broke, break open the fortune cookie, and we're just like, oh, just curious what it might say. Um, well, I was, like, kind of doing the, the Russian roulette fortune cookie uh, with the word of God. I don't recommend it, but God loves us enough that he'll use our immaturity and, and do whatever. And so I did one of those, like, I'm going to, I heard people do this, you know, they flip open, they point to something, and God's speaking to them. So I decided to do that. I was like, I don't know if anything's going to happen over this 30 minutes, but at least I'll try by opening up God's word. So I did this kind of thing. And I came to a passage, James 4, 8. And it's the most beautiful moment of my life. And that's why I waited to the end to share this with you guys. Because remember I said about the channel of hearing God, that it's the most powerful channel in your life. In those 30 minutes, I probably cried for the next 29 minutes because the passage that I read, God wasn't ready right there going, Lydia, see, you should spend time in my word. See, Lydia, you know, you need to pray more. I didn't get that at all. I got this beautiful passage in his word that he said, just draw near to me and I'm gonna draw near to you. I was undone. I heard from God. God spoke to my heart. And that's why I'm hoping that I can stir hunger in your hearts, that you can hear God. You know, we had this, this book created, and I know it says 21 days, but you know, 21 days is a way, easy way to create habits. But start somewhere. Open up something like this that takes a, a thought, a passage, and it just begins to say, let's think. Let's call things into action. Let's do it. We have these for free on the table as you guys leave today. Pick one up. Start today. I say, man, I believe that you hear me, and I believe that you want to speak to me. All right, you guys can stand to your feet. You know, the cool thing about hearing God, you know, if you've ever driven on the freeway, you know, we have these awesome, nice green signs that are giving directions. They're pointing us, right, to a place. But how silly would it be that if we saw a sign that was the city we were heading to and we just, and we parked under that, that sign and we said, okay, ta-da, I, I found the sign that's pointing. No, you know, that sign is pointing us further in our destination. Can I say that the journey in beginning hearing God is just a part of the journey? I mean, it's a, it's a destination for the rest of your life that God wants to take you on. So each moment that I just share with you, different little, different little signs of God communicating and showing me that I'm, I'm His and, and He's mine, it's, it's meant to continue on and on and on. So what can you do? I want you to start by asking. Just ask. That's where it started with me. Just insecurity, feeling like everybody else heard God, I didn't. I want you just get some time with God and say, man, I want to hear you. And don't let the enemy make you afraid. And don't let the idea of perfection scare you. You know, I love how simple God is with us. I read this passage in, in the Old Testament, and it was when um, God's people were like, well, how do we know if a person's hearing from God or not, right? You guys got this? Deuteronomy 18, 21, 22. So how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen, 
or come to pass, that is the thing the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken presumptuously. He's made it up. You know, it's, it's gonna be messy in our journey of hearing God. And you gotta take some steps. And so, you know, we know that. We know that all of us have gotta explore this concept of hearing God. And so we are offering a life group called Exploring the Prophetic. Just mean, remember what Pastor Barry said, it's pulling the tissues out and seeing the next one come and the next one come. It's about hearing God and then speaking that to others. And so if you're one of those that like, I need to grow, I wanna explore what this looks like to try and hear from God and even speak to others what I feel like he's saying, join the Exploring the Life group. It's a place where we can make mistakes. Just like I made a mistake in not responding and acting when God was speaking to me about that lady in the grocery store. He's just that gracious. He's just that good to us. But truly, remember what I said about don't park yourself under the sign of like, oh, I heard God. But know that when you hear God, it's that invitation. Hearing God is that beginning of friendship. It's that beginning of discovering your purpose. And that's the most exciting life you can ever live. And I don't wanna stop. That's why I'm so glad we sing that song. I don't ever wanna lose my wonder. I don't ever wanna wake up every day and just go, I'm just gonna do my thing and I'm just gonna go where I'm gonna go. And so maybe you're here today and you're like, you shared that passage that Jesus saying, my sheep, my kids know my voice. Well, maybe you don't know his voice because you're not a sheep, you're not his kid. I never want you to come here today and leave the same. If in your heart of hearts, you know, you know what? I've never surrendered to Jesus Christ and made him Lord. I've never made myself one of his sheep to say yes to him. If that's you, I want you guys all just to close your eyes and I want you to take a moment. See if you're getting that thought, that impression of like, I need to respond to him. And if you're feeling that I need to respond to make Jesus Lord of my life, I want you to raise your hand. That's a way of saying that's the first time of ever hearing God, that he's wooing you, he's calling you. And you can raise your hand and say, I want to say, Jesus, make me your sheep. Make me your lamb, make me your kid that you're gonna take care of, that you're gonna speak to, you're gonna communicate to my heart. I'm gonna begin to know which way to go, and what to do. And if that's you, we're gonna pray together because that's, that excites our heart, it excites heaven. And so Father, we just come to you, all of us, let's just pray. Say, Father, thank you for the promise that we, your sheep, can hear your voice and that you know us. We thank you for the greatest sacrifice of Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. Thank you for new life, new ears to hear. And may we live a life of surrender to your voice. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, you guys, I hope you are stirred in your inner man. Say, I don't wanna live the boring life. I wanna live the exciting life of hearing God.